It is time to party like it's almost 2022. Hi, everyone. My name is Josh Mason. Welcome to episode 100. That's right. It's here of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite any promotion of all time. On this week's show, we're going to give you the winners of the 2021 year-end awards. We're going to look ahead to Saturday, January 1st at Restival, and we're going to look even further ahead to Saturday, January 22nd, where everyone is going to cut loose in Yarmouth, Maine. And joining me, as always, is the owner, the leader, the Santa Claus of Limitless Wrestling, Randy Carver. Randy, episode 100, 100. Can you believe it? We're here right now, episode 100. Never thought we'd see the day, Josh. Numerous hiatuses, but the Limitless Wrestling Podcast made it 100 episodes. Thank you to everyone who listens and uh, shares the podcast, supports the shows, all that stuff. And uh, we're going to dive in. I mean, we've got the 2021 year-end awards today, one of the funnest episodes of the year on the pod where uh, we're revealing this on the podcast. There's going to be no announcements ahead of that. So if you want to get the first scoop, if you're listening to this podcast, you have it because this is what's going to drop first. And this is going to be the official announcements for everything. And these are all fan voted. Hundreds of votes came in. There was a lot of counting done, and we've got the finalists and the winners to announce today. Good point. I I will say, Randy, now that the voting is complete, I had to uh, enlist some of my friends in uh, the country of Luxembourg to uh, sway some of the voting in one direction or another. So if you saw some unusual totals, that that's for the reason. That's the reason why. Well, ridiculous. Now we're just admitting the tampering here, Josh. Well, again, Luxembourg. I was looking for a pop out of that. March 28th, 2018. That was the very first episode of this podcast. You and John Alba were uh, were doing this. How did the uh, I, how did the idea for the podcast first start? I don't even know if I if I know that uh, that reason. We had thrown around the idea in the first like year, year and a half of Limitless Wrestling of doing some kind of podcast that was more of a like a once a month kind of thing that was kind of a catch up to uh, get people up to date with what was going on in limitless wrestling heading into shows. And I believe myself, danger kid and Aiden Agro actually taped a few at a little studio inside of seasons in Bangor. And we had a few in the can. I think a few of those saw the light of day, maybe in 2016, 2017 area, but it wasn't anything consistent and it really wasn't anything that we um, put, put a ton of effort into moving into the future. But Really, when John came aboard, he was a driving force for us kind of having a podcast. He thought it was very important, especially to, uh, you know, keep even Limitless Wrestling fans who are out of the realm of where our shows take place, keep them in the loop with everything going on. And it's uh, it's a little more in-depth for fans who like that unique, uh, sometimes behind the curtain, behind the scenes perspective on things. And we get to do a lot of fun stuff through this avenue. We have interviews on this podcast. Um, we're doing the year end awards here today and just a lot of cool stuff that a lot of people wouldn't get access to necessarily or have the info for we get to cover here on the podcast. So I think it's been great. Um, like I said, we've, there's been a few hiatuses. It hasn't been, you know, straightforward (laughs) since March of 2018, but we've really found a groove lately. I feel, um, and, and same with myself and John and the home stretch of him being a host on the podcast. So really the past like year, year and a half of the podcast, I think it's the best it's ever been. And, has a lot of support from people who listen. So uh, we appreciate you being here and pushing the podcast forward. Yeah, I think definitely since late September, it's been the best the podcast has ever been. I, I mean, to yeah, be completely it's honest. It's been the most you. relaxing for me. I don't have to <laughs> fight on here every single time. Uh, uh, no, I know. Li- I'm listening to some of the old shows uh, recently. Yeah, it's uh, 
Yeah, John is just, he's always looking to just needle you about everything from even before uh, Prestigious came about. Just always just, for back Daniels even, just always trying to to get one in on you. So I'm glad to hear uh, those gray hairs are going to be staying away for a little bit longer. Well, uh, gone boy. somewhat, not forgotten for sure. Mm, mm. How was your Christmas? I didn't even ask that before we started recording. I had a great Christmas. Uh, very low key, no traveling this year. So uh, stayed at home, had a very chill Christmas and... Uh, looking forward to the new year now. How about you? Yeah, it was the same. Other than uh, for some reason, we decided to brave the uh, icy road elements on Christmas morning and drive to my in-laws house, which is about 10 minutes uh, away from where we live. And a 10 minute drive turned into a 40 minute drive. And it was, yeah, it was it was bad. Like no salt trucks had been out yet. It was like glare ice. I'm like, I didn't. It was one of those things for those that have a, a spouse or significant other when it's kind of a thing where it's like, you're, uh, you, you kind of made a decision, but you're like, in my gut, I'm like, we should just turn around and go home. And kinda, <laughs> it's very you, tense. And you're kind of like looking for the the uh, the go ahead, the sign off from uh, from the driving force behind why you're in the car to begin with, and you don't necessarily get that. And then you're kind of like, okay, well, I guess we're gonna keep going. Oh, there's another car off the road. Hey, oh, hey, there's a another police officer shutting down a street. Maybe we shouldn't be out right now. So, uh, yeah, we got to where we're going safe and sound. And then afterwards said, yeah, we're not doing, not doing that again when it comes to it's just, yeah. The things you are do. Are you in a lot. back roady kind of area or is no. it like a main stretch? No, no. We're, uh, we're in the, one of the biggest cities in, in New Hampshire and it's everything. Just the trucks weren't out yet. We were, we had to leave. We left here like around nine. Of course it's Christmas. So you're not expecting a lot of traffic anyway. Right. So yeah, they just had had the, the salt trucks out within like three hours. Um, you know, everything was easy to drive on and stuff, but yeah, it was kind of a, kind of a harrowing start, but, uh, everything worked out. Got the, the bike assembled for the first time for the kiddo. And, uh, we'll see if she, if the handlebars fall off the spring, when she starts riding it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think everything, uh, everything was good. Everything was good. good. And, and looking forward to new year's coming up and obviously January 1st. And, uh, we'll get into that. Also we'll get your in awards next, but if, uh, if you're listening to this on, uh, Apple podcast, uh, Spotify, watching on YouTube, listening on YouTube, whatever you're going to do, uh, please like subscribe, uh, five-star reviews, all that stuff. Maybe we'll do some uh, incentive things for that in 2022. We want to get more people listening to the show, especially if you're, if you're a limitless fan and you have a phone or you have a TV or you know how to work YouTube, you should be listening to this podcast. So we want to get more and more people listening to it. Maybe even get a mention during a show. How about that? Right. Um, I'll be working on it. I'll be working. Yeah. On it. <laughs> so let's, uh, without further ado, let's get into the year end awards, Randy, the voting is officially closed. The winners are here. So here's how we're going to do this. Uh, Randy asked me earlier if I want to know the winners ahead of time. And I said, no. And I said, I'm going to read the, I'd like to read the category, the nominees, and then I will guess who I think won the award. And then Randy will, will big do the, uh, the big reveal, uh, as, uh, as he is wont to do. Okay. So I guess we should start with breakout star. Randy, does that sound like a good place to start first? Let's roll with it. Let's go. Okay. All right. Breakout star for the year of 2021 in Limitless Wrestling. Your nominees are Ava Everett, Becca, Big Beef, Love Doug, and Rip Bison. Those are your nominees. I am going to guess the breakout star of 2021, as voted by the fans of Limitless Wrestling, was Big Beef. Big Beef was not the breakout star this year. Um, This one was very tight. Uh, Not that most categories weren't but i think most of all it was 
breakout star and most hated that had the most variety in terms of voting. And hmm. uh, we had Love Doug coming in third with 20% of the vote. We had Rip Bison in second with 23% and taking home breakout star, 30% of the vote. The leader of the scrunchy squad, Becca. Wow. All and right. What a year. I mean, uh, it's it's pretty crazy when you really break it down. Becca has only been in front of the Limitless Wrestling fans for six months at this point. She made her live event debut in front of people this past June, going one-on-one with Ava Everett. Her July, that match that we spoke about last week, I think you suggested it actually for match of the year, Becca and Charles Mason from Undeniable, mm-hmm. which I really think, and I think we talked about it, a couple different times, but I think that was kind of the solidifier for Becca for the Limitless crowd. She had so much support moving forward from there into the Vacation Land Cup. Didn't come up with a win against JT Dunn, but since then has pushed forward and has been virtually untouchable since the Team Davian victory over Prestigious in September, defeating Brad Cashew, defeating Trisha Dora, and then, of course, capping off the year, defeating Davian. So, uh, no surprise with the successful 2021 that Becca has had. And uh, I can assume it's all systems go for her as she has some new challengers on the way in 2022. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, you mentioned the Charles Mason match. I, that was my, one of my moments of the year, as I've talked about before, I thought that was a, anyone that was there in the AMVETS that night and just felt it, it was kind of one of those, those things where you just kind of forgot everything and just focused in you know, she went for that 450, the blood in the match, fortuitous juice, uh, as this, as the saying goes. It was just, it was a, it was a, a moment, and that was a star-making moment for her. And for those that have saw, those that watch the pandemic at the dojo series, which I assume most people that listen to this uh, have, if you go back to those early episodes, I mean, from then to like now, it's I want to say virtually unrecognizable. But it's a she she just has much more of a presence. It's almost like she she just gained so much more confidence about what she was doing. She changed her look, and something changed uh, during the pandemic. And she has come out of this looking great, uh, performing great, and I think has got some some interesting things ahead of her. She had her AEW debut on Dark or Dark Elevation earlier this year as well. And yeah, I think uh, I think some big things are, are ahead for her. And yeah, she had a great great year in Limitless. Awesome. I think you put it great. I mean, she just gained so much confidence from her debut. And she only debuted, I mean, uh, this coming February in 2022 will make it two years since her official debut. Um, She started doing dojo tapings right before the pandemic kicked in. And then really the pandemic at the dojo series, I think, was a lot of folks' introduction to Becca who had not seen her on the YouTube channel. Uh, She had a matchup with Anthony Green, which... I think it's really cool seeing where Becca is right now, the kind of wrestler that she's become. Now she's testing herself again this Saturday on the 1st against Anthony Green, who was one of her standout matches in that pandemic at the Dojo Series. So, uh, man, she could really roll into 2022 with some major momentum if she can put Anthony Green down, former world champion who she couldn't get by previously. But uh, just hats off to her. An incredible year, such a good work ethic, and uh, very much deserved. Yeah, and shout out to everyone else on the li- on this list. We talked about Ava Everett, who seems to have found a groove with art. Fun faction we both like. Uh, Big Beef. We, I mean, we've talked about him ad nauseum. Just uh, how he's turned from a. You look for where he was in the closed taping era. Uh, just a reviled heel. Even when he uh, got in front of the fans, the same thing. And just people just took to him. He had that great strap match with with Rip. 
and has really kind of emerged as an interesting player. The feud with uh, Charles Mason. We'll talk more about that in a minute. The dog collar match. Love Doug. I mean, what more can you say about him uh, coming through the the road series and just what he has been able to do? And then uh, Rip Bison, who you know could easily be uh, just the MVP of, of Limitless in a lot of ways. He is a I, I think he's got a, and you will know this more than me. <laughs> he's, a, I think he has a big 2022 ahead of him. I think he has been in there against interesting competition, big name competition. We saw him against Matt Taven at the last show, and I, I, I have that feeling about him just from the outside of things. I have that feeling about him that I had with, uh, you know, guys like Christian Casanova and, and other guys that have come through where you just like one one uh, turn of the key, so to speak, and they're going to be like off like a rocket man and he I, there's there's something there i think and i'm looking forward to seeing his 2022 so shout out to everyone else not necessarily losers but obviously becca as you mentioned all the good things about her but boy everyone else uh, this is a, this is a tough competition tough uh, tough list tough competition. i think this might have been one of the toughest categories i mean they're all they're all super tough but like it's a testament to all five wrestlers on the list here how much work they put into not only like reinventing themselves but the presentation in front of a new live audience because uh, you have to assume that the live audience that we came back with June 2021 is probably not all the same people who were there in February 2020. Um, and to, I mean, Ava Everett had been around the world of Limitless before, and I don't mean to harp on this like category in particular, but I just think like all five of these wrestlers, such hard work they've put in this year to uh, really just to get themselves over and to get themselves popular in the world of Limitless Wrestling and to be continuous people who have earned themselves a roster spot from closed tapings to now live events that speaks volumes. Just put them in a five-way scramble at the next show. Jesus, that would be nuts. <laughs> that would be nuts. That would be nuts. All right. Speaking of nuts, let's go to show of the year. And this is another tough, com- uh, tough category here. So the, the nominees are patience is a virtue from June undeniable from July, the 2021 vacation lamb cup from August Euphoria in September, Dancing on Thin Ice in October, and then Prize Possession in November. Boy, this is a tough category. I am going to go with the, I'll say the constant. I'm going to go with Vacation Land Cup as the award winner. Josh, I would have agreed with you all the way. That was 100% my pick that I thought was going to win this, but it was not. It was a two-horse race, and Vacation Land Cup 2021 came in second to Prize Possession. Losing oh. out by 25 votes to prize possession, our November event this year. And I think top to bottom, one of the most solid cards we've ever presented here for Limitless Wrestling. I mean, uh, two match of the year candidates that were nominated to be in the category that we're going to talk about later. Jake, Jake something versus Kevin Blackwood, as well as the title match, the title fight, Alec Price, Anthony Green. But uh, so much on that card worth talking about Becca versus Brad Cashew. Uh, that was a really, really fun trios contest of MSP and Rip Bison colliding with Art. Channing Thomas of Prestigious went one-on-one with Jigsaw, an independent wrestling legend. Uh, that was the return of Slaughterhouse, Max Smashmaster, and Mortar as they collided with Waves and Curls. JT Dunn and Anthony Henry as well. So uh, really fun top-to-bottom card. I was surprised to see this one coming first because I was with you, Josh. I I think a lot of people are partial to the Vacation Land Cup. Uh, I was a little surprised that it didn't get the love of a first place nomination here, but uh, man, it, it just shows prize possession really stuck with people. Yeah, I wonder if that was because of the the moment. Uh, Alec Price obviously becoming the champion, and 
people just really happy about that and, and maybe voting more for that. But I mean, there's look, there's no real bad, no, there's no bad choices on this list. And yeah, I think a testament to that strong second half that you had when fans were back, you know, and, and I, that these shows were, they all had something on them. You could point to it being like, that was one of the funnest things I saw of the year, best things, most memorable, what have you. But yeah, there was a, there was a, this show was really good. <laughs> that was, a, I think at the end of the day, she was really good. So yeah, you can obviously watch us on IWTV if you haven't seen it, but yeah, I mean, when you start out with JT Dunn and Anthony Henry out the gate and end with a uh, Alec Price, Anthony Green, that's a, it's going to be a good night, especially when you have, yeah, as you mentioned, Jake, something on the card, Rip Bison, MSP teaming up for the first time. Uh, yeah. I mean, Charles Mason, but yeah, this ways and curls. Yeah. You, you've already, you've already went down the list, but yeah, the VLC is, uh, it's such, it's such a, a constant. I wonder if, if that'll kind of be the way it is years, years ahead of time, ahead of time in these awards where, uh, you know, people are just there. They're kind of like, we love it, but there's something about these other shows that we just like, maybe just a little bit better just because we already know what to expect of great lessing. I don't know. Just kind of, I guess we'll see in the years ahead, but has there ever been a thought to doing like a uh i guess you kind of do it with fresh blood where like the i maybe like the theme stays the same you know what i mean like the vlc we kind of know what that is a tournament every year and so on and fresh blood there's always like new people that come in kind of theme there's been thoughts of doing more of those as you do more monthly shows yeah um actually like when we because we had had initial conversations following the expo show because if we didn't flop on expo show we were going to move into Yarmouth uh, that October with Fresh Blood. And then except for December of that year, we were planning to go monthly moving into 2020. And when we got to that point, we said, all right, maybe we will have a few uh, that are recurring events because we already had the Vacation Land Cup. And that was the only one for a few years. And then Fresh Blood made its way into the mix. I think we'll see another Patience is the Virtue again, where... Mm -hmm. There is nothing announced. It's an entire mystery card, mystery vortex. Uh, I was going to try to say mystery vortex-esque, but <laughs> it's a little tough coming off the tongue. Um, but that was one. We, we got such a positive reception to a show like that. And I think the atmosphere, I, I would love everyone to be able to experience an atmosphere like that where there was a legitimate wonder and buzz in the air of what was going to happen because people didn't have an idea. I love that. So that might be one that makes its way back. I think we've talked about it on the pod before, but there was originally going to be a wrestle prom tag. Oh my God. Yes. Point. That is something that really like once we, uh, once we kind of make it confidently out of the woods, I would love to bring that to fruition and really do it some justice on the plans that we had going into 2020 for it. So that's something that's in the back pocket as well. But um, yeah, there's a few kicking around. I, I think that would make it four if we, brought all those ideas to fruition. So I don't want to overload it. I don't want every show to be a reoccurring event year by yeah. year, but I definitely think that we're going to have some moving forward. Yeah. I always, I, I swear on my, my daughter's life. I want to, I've been wanting to ask you about WrestleProm every show since I started doing this for you in what, October, whatever. <laughs> and it's kind of waiting for the right time. And it's like, maybe the next ass limitless. And I, I, you were just saying that I'm like, okay, there's my opening. Cause this is, I, I kind of had I, somewhere here. I have notes of stuff I've kind of always wanted to ask you about after the pandemic because there was certain plans going into it and so on. And that was one of them because that was kind of a real like cool idea, and just kind of just the the thought of like what it would look like going in there, people getting dressed up for prom, you know, that type of stuff. And uh, yes, that's cool. That uh, sometime that might come back. That's a good good thing. Yeah, we I've been talking with Harry Aaron, who is really the 
uh, he had pitched the original idea for a wrestle prom and we had been, we had a lot of plans kind of laid out for what that was going to look like aesthetically and what the experience was going to be like. So it's, it's just, it's not an idea. It's an idea that I really uh, like and believe in. So I don't want to rush it. You know what I mean? Coming back to things. So I think when the time is right, you'll see it happen. All right. Let's go to the next category. Most hated. Boy, this is a a tough one as well. Uh, Ava Everett, Brad Cashew, Charles Mason, Eric Johnson, John Alba, and JT Dunn. Boy, what a despicable sinister six this is, Randy. Boy, uh, I am going to go with, boy, there's the people's choice right there to my mind, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the dastardly Charles Mason. I mean, who cuts up a dog's picture, you know, and, and steals a, a dead dog's collar and use it against their opponent and, and taunts them like that. I'm going to go with Charles Mason on this one, Randy. Well, uh, a good guess, but John Alba takes this one home. <laughs> of course, we should rename it the Alba Award. Yes, uh, this was another two horse race. It was down to John Alba and Charles Mason, and actually, in the end, they were only separated by 17 votes. So it got very tight at the end. Uh, Charles Mason had the lead in this category for a number of days, but. You know, the more you think about it, I think the more people came around to saying, yeah, I got to put John Alba down in that category. I can't stand him. I got to look at him on Twitter. I can't stand that either. Uh, I understand the decision here. John Alba taking it home. Uh, He had a dastardly year himself. I mean, orchestrating attacks, uh, really being a thorn in the side of not America's sweetheart, Davey N, for a number of months until she finally sent him packing. And I think it speaks a lot to John Alba, where he – he didn't even have a full year time in limitless wrestling and he still wins most hated. So it speaks a lot to the character of Mr. John Alba, but yeah, taking this award home, uh, it's gotta be renamed the Alba award from here Mm -hmm. because, uh, he owns this thing. He owns this category. Yeah. I mean that hair he has just his smug attitude, the suits and yeah, bringing along prestigious and, and, in his image, just, uh, just bad dudes, just bad dudes. And yeah, I mean, there's, uh, I mean, I, I was just thinking Ava Everett is probably going to be quite upset that she did not win this award. I don't know what she's going to say on Twitter after she hears this. I bet if Alec Price had not found favor with the fans, he might be. I, I was thinking that he might be originally in this category, but he uh, he survived. <laughs> he can't get out of it. <laughs> He's did, not one of the most loved. mid-year award. Oh, I yeah. think Alec Price would have been in this category and potentially took it home. But yeah, uh, it's crazy uh, the difference that six months can make for you. Certainly is in life and in wrestling as well. That's true. Let's go to moment of the year. This is, oh boy, this is going to be a good one. So this is um, moment of the year. The category, the nominees rather are Christian Casanova's send off from double vision in March. That's the real, I believe the only closed taping uh, award or nominee on in these awards. That was uh, an awesome moment at the end there after his uh, limitless uh, title loss to Daniel Garcia with Anthony Green's surprise return. At July's Undeniable, Team Davian sending the award-winning John Alva packing for the rest of the year at Euphoria in September. Dirty Dango, his first post-WB appearance, also at Euphoria in September. Alec Price winning the Limitless Championship from Anthony Green at the award-winning prize possession in November. And Ace Romero pile-driving the aforementioned Alec Price and aligning with JT Dunn to end prize possession in November. Boy, another another good group here. I am going to go with hmm, – there's two that stand out. I am going to go with – my favorite was Casanova's send-off. 
my gut says that Alec Price winning the title won this one. You're actually wrong on both fronts, Josh. <laughs> oh, what? It was uh, Anthony Green's return to Limitless Wrestling. That's what really? took it home uh, by a considerable amount, actually. About 35 votes separated this one from uh, second place, which was Alec Price taking the championship finally in November. Uh, some awesome moments this year. I mean, when you sit back and reflect, and there's, gee, I, I think in the original list, there's another five or six that we just had to chop off that didn't make the cut. So um, a, a lot of cool stuff went down this year, but uh, I, I literally watched back, I think, the, uh, the the AG return a couple hours ago before we record this to get some graphics set up for uh, the official announcements when we drop them. But people had an idea what was coming that night, but nothing was announced. And then when it finally happened, I think it was just surreal to, to be there live and to witness that and even to watch it back. You can just you can kind of feel the emotion from that moment from Anthony Green, from the fans in the arena. Uh, it felt awesome. And, uh, of course, an awesome match with Daniel Garcia following that as well for the championship. But, uh, man, if you were there that night, it's something that's going to stick with you, I think, for a long time. And I think that's one of those moments that really translates on video as well. And this was up for an IWTV award as well. I, I don't think we know the results on that just yet. But uh, this one taking it home and uh, like we've been saying with a lot of these categories, I mean, uh, all these moments could have walked out the winner here. Uh, some amazing stuff went down this year, but it's AG taking it home. Interesting. Huh. I'm so, yeah, I'm surprised just because he was uh, he'd had that kind of mixed reaction from the fans before he left and then coming back. Obviously, there's going to be that uh, that uh, that pop for him. Yeah, I'm uh, huh, I'm surprised, but I'm, I'm you know, I, I can totally see it. It's really interesting what what connects with different people. And I wonder, and I think we talked about this last time. I wonder if, you know, Casanova, if that send off had been in front of fans, if that may have been uh, yeah. a little bit of a bigger deal, but I think it would have definitely made a difference. Cause I think I, I was, I mean, there's a lot of moments and uh, a lot of matches as well for another category that I feel like could have fit into the final voting, but I just, I don't know if it would have got the proper recognition because it was, a closed taping. It wasn't something that people could be there and witness. And it wasn't something people could be there and feel because all of us who were there for the Casanova send off. And I think a lot of people who watched it live, because especially at that time, there weren't many wrestling events going on. So I think that really stuck with people, but yep. uh, man, I, I think the difference is people being there for a moment like that for Anthony green returning and uh, people, I, I still think being shocked that, uh, you know, it, it was happening the way that it did. It came together very quickly. And uh, it was awesome that we got to have him for his uh, first post-WWE appearance back home. Yeah, and it was teased, uh, or, or talking about the dirty tricks of John Allen Presti Prestigious. At June, you they played the music, Anthony Green's music, and then Prestigious came out. And that was kind of one of those things where... Even I'm just like, wait a minute. I'm like, is is he clear to wrestle? I'm like, is this going to? It actually... was literally the day after he got cut. I was, uh, I don't know if I ever talked about the actual when I when I found out, but I yeah. he uh, we had a limitless student show. I think it was the last one that we did at Ronco's and Brewer. It was the night before, and uh, someone had sent me a message and said, "Damn, that's a bummer about AG," and I'm like. I, in my head, I'm like, there's no way they cut this fucking guy. So, did, like, my mind goes to the worst possible place. I'm like, did he get hurt? Was there a car accident or some shit? Oh, Jesus. So yeah. I flip open Twitter, and it was, like, the first thing I saw. And I shot him a call, and we started booking the territory, brother. 
<laughs> just like that. Just, just like, like that. that. Ah, that's cool. Uh, let's see. So let's go to, if I go back to my rundown here. So moment of, oh, I, I know what I was going to say. I might have said this last month too. If I had said to you on January 1st, 2021, that Casanova was going to be gone. Anthony Green was going to come back. You're going to get Fandango uh, in several matches in the year ahead. And Alec Price is going to be your champion at the end of the year. You probably looked at me and said I was crazy. <laughs> that is a lot. Uh, that's a lot that happened this year. And uh, really, I just I think the craziest thing is Alec. Just because like it's it's bizarre to me to just see how quickly this dude got to where he is. Like I just. I remember meeting him for the first time at Let's Wrestle and just, uh, you know, seeing him progress so quickly and the work that he's put in. Uh, it's really impressive. Yeah. His, uh, yeah, his, his run in and outside of Limitless is like, it's good. Some good stuff. We'll talk about more about him in a minute. Let's go to tag team of the year, tag team of the year. Interesting year for tag teams as always, Randy, because there are no tag team champions, which, uh, Danny Garcia and, and Ken Blackwood made sure that that wasn't going to happen this year. If you remember back to the taped, uh, tape event era tag team of the year, the competition, the main event, MSP prestigious and waves and curls. I think, yeah, I know the fans always go with MF MSP. Uh, hmm. yeah, I, I have to go with, I think that the people's choice, the, the fans favorite, MSP. I'm going to go with them in, in, for this category. You got that right, Josh. They did go with MSP, and this was this turned into a landslide. It was not at first. The first day between uh, the number one and the number five team, which there are only five teams in the voting for this, the separation was ten votes from one to five. So this was very, very close after day one. But day two, day three, MSP began to rule this category. They win this with 42% of the vote. Uh, man, an incredible year for MSP. Some ups and downs, some emotional moments. And uh, one moment that I I kicked myself for not including after the fact it was mentioned to me after we had already put the poll out there. But uh, patience is a virtue. The MSP last stand with Alexander Lee. Uh, that was an awesome moment for especially longtime Limitless fans who uh, have invested their time in the main state posse and have seen them from day one. And when, when Alexander Lee, you know, took them under his wing and then they, you know, they've been battled each other and they've come back from it and become a team. And uh, they had the vicious street fight at the expo. I mean, they've had a tumultuous history, but to have that moment of the three of them back together was really awesome in June against prestigious, but uh, awesome year for MSP. I think they've really figured out who they are and who they want to be as a tag team moving forward. And, People are feeling the vibe of MSP right now. Yeah, and they took uh, they took a risk with just essentially just revamping themselves. And it's a huge risk. It's a I, totally revamping. Uh, yeah, and I, I want to talk more about that in in a couple minutes after we're done the awards and everything. But they uh, they took a risk, but I think they, you know, being confident who you are, and also confident in fans that they're going to be like um, advanced enough or cool enough just to be like this. This is cool, you know. Like we we get this. But yeah, it, it is a risk in the sense where people like from a creative standpoint are like, this is how I know these guys that they will be, they're willing to be like, we're confident in our abilities and we're going to, we're going to still be able to, to, to get it. And people are going to love this. And they, they didn't, they didn't like put their toe in the water. They just dove right into it from, from the look to the music, to uh, the promos, to incorporating things, how they did everything. It wasn't just a 
like eh, people may not get kind of back in back out they were like all in and i think people people respected that you know you look at the rest of this list um the competition i think that you know they really were a solid foils for teams like msp throughout the uh the, the close taping era and also like the road and things like that and uh you know Connor murphy i believe he's he's recovering from is it knee surgery am i did i get that right yeah and I, that's why i think like they I, I think their year would have been much stronger had they been able to finish out the year as a team but uh really i i believe it was after august um they they didn't get to do much teaming at all because Connor murphy's been down with uh had to get some knee surgery and I believe there was uh, ACL or MCL issue. Don't quote me, but um, I, it was cool. I got to actually see him at the last Limitless show. He came by and oh. uh, just a few days after surgery, said hello to everybody. He's in good spirits and it's comeback season now for Connor Murphy. Uh, yeah. He's, re- he's going to get ready to go again. So uh, it's not the last we've seen at the competition by any means. Of course, we did see Chant Matthews in singles action back in October. But uh, we'll be seeing the two of them again. But, yeah, he's recovering from injury right now. Had a surgery uh, only a few weeks ago. So uh, he'll be on the right track going into 2022. Yeah, and the main event, that's a team that people just fell in love with once they kind of understood. Actually, from from the jump, really. Once they kind of really got to to understand what they were seeing and everything, those guys are great. And, and Noah Catano in that mix, I think that's a that's a fun thing when they do trios action. Prestigious, as much as, much as we you know give them shit for being the – dastardly heels that they are with john alba i think their their involvement as both you know tag team also as a trios unit i think that was i would say sorely needed but it's, it's a nice addition to the roster and you can do a lot of mixing and matching with them i think they're really great and the waves and curls have really come on another popular team and uh yeah i think the the tag team uh competition especially you look like guys like um uh like ktb and mercer that you brought in and some of these other teams that have come through and some of the free agents that are out there. You look like the workhorsemen who are on this list. The tag team wrestling, especially in, uh, in 2020-22 in Limitless, is going uh, to be pretty awesome. Yeah, I think it's heating up, and I, I think it's the best it's ever been in, in terms of competition and in terms of how many teams are vying for the top spot. I mean, we, just like you said, workhorsemen weren't on this list. The unit wasn't on this list. Iron Beast now new to the mix. Art is now forming in Limitless Wrestling, and they're new to the mix as well. So um, there's going to be a lot going on in terms of tag team action in 2022. So let's go to the match of the year. Another tough category. The nominees are Christian Casanova versus Danny Garcia for the Limitless World title at Double Vision in March. Becca versus Davian from Fortune Favors the Bold in June. Danny Garcia versus J.D. Drake from the Vacation Land Cup. In August, we have the Workhorsemen versus MSP2 from Euphoria in September. Kevin Blackwood versus Jake Something for prize possession in November. And then Alec Price versus Anthony Green for the Limitless Wrestling World title at prize possession in November. I should mention the Garcia-Drake match was also for the title. And boy, some good nominees here. I'm going to go with Alec Price versus Anthony Green at prize possession. You are on the money. Two in a Finally. row, Josh. Look at that. Uh, Alec and AG, 33% of the vote. This is another one that was very close with Daniel Garcia, J.D. Drake from the Vacation Land Cup. I believe only 20 votes separated the two of them. So uh, a very close race. But at the end, it was AG and Alec taking it home. And tough to dispute. I mean, from an emotional aspect, from an in-ring aspect, uh, this one had anything you could want. It was a culmination of so much hard work for Alec Price. So... Uh, certainly deserving of taking home the match of the year in 2021. Boy, and there could have been, as we've talked about, there could have been like 
six, seven, ten other matches on this list and all could have got consideration. You have, uh, you know, Romero versus um, Eddie Edwards from this year. Uh, you had Eddie Edwards and Al Price from earlier this year. You had the canvas art canvas death match. You had the uh, Alexander Lee. Um, was it the death match in Herman? I am now completely oh, blank. Him and Slade. That yes. Nuts. Yes. That one. And I mean, there's just all these, I mean, I mentioned last time there was the, uh, the Moriarty Garcia submission match from the t- close taping era. That was a lot of fun. There was, uh, I mean, I, they're like rip bison versus, um, big beef, the strap match. I keep talking about, I thought that was awesome to see live. There was just so many different matches, uh, uh, Becca versus Charles Mason. We talked about, there was just so many things. It's a, it's a mark of a, a really great promotion. And of course I'm saying this cause I'm on this podcast, but I'm, I mean it that it's a mark of a great promotion. When one of the hardest things to choose is your match of the year, because throughout the, um, I don't know, 60, 70 matches, whatever, hundred matches, whatever it was that you put on this year, that these are the, the best of the best, but you could have had, you had so many other ones kind of weighing in the wings. that could have taken one of these spots. Yeah, this was probably one of the toughest ones to break down in total because there were there were just so many suggestions thrown out there for match of the year. And of course, uh, everybody's going to have their personal preference. But I, I think we did a good job narrowing it down. Um, this was another one that did have uh, some inclusion from the closed taping era with Becca and Dave Yen from Fortune Favors the Bold, which is one of my favorite matches of the year. But uh, man, a uh, tough category, but people really, really loved this match with Alec and AG. So I'm not shocked that it took it home. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. Wrestler of the year. This is the big one, everyone. Wrestler of the year for 2021 in Limitless Wrestling. We had Ace Romero, Alec Price, Anthony Green, Daniel Garcia, J.D. Drake, and Kevin Blackwood on this list. Six names. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to go with with, with uh, my, my gut here. I'm going to go with Daniel Garcia. And the reason I say I, I would have I voted for Dan Garcia on this just because he was such a, a constant for the company uh, through the closed taping era. He was so, uh, so good in the ring. The matches you put him with, they were all it wasn't a single one. You could say they were bad. Uh, They're all good to great, uh, if not excellent. And he defended the title. Well, he was a, a great champion for the company, very unpopular champion with the fans. But he. Uh, he went out there every time, and, and whether it was different types of matches and so on, it was always a great effort, and he would be my choice for uh, Wrestler of the Year, but what did the fans choose? So we had a three-horse race here mm. um, between Anthony Green, Alec Price, and Daniel Garcia. Anthony Green coming in third in the voting, and uh, mm-hmm. I think that's definitely due to the lack of matches that he did have in Limitless Wrestling only being here from July on, but obviously making his way to a championship run, winning the Vacation Land Cup along the way. So it comes down to Garcia and Alec Price. And Garcia, like you said, really carried Limitless Wrestling through the pandemic, through the closed taping era. Uh, Excellent matches with the likes of J.D. Drake, Lee Moriarty, uh, Ace Romero and Alec Price in a triple threat match, Jake Something as we return to live events, Anthony Green. But Alec Price. Yep. From the beginning of the year to the end, constant domination, constant show-stealing performances, and that was enough for the fans to vote him Wrestler of the Year 2021, the Prize City OG. Who would have thunk it at the beginning of the year? Match of the Year, Wrestler of the Year, and Limitless Wrestling World Champion. That's the prize, Alec Price. Yep, great, great choice. And As you were going through that, I'm just like, yeah, Alec Price probably was the – 
It definitely what probably was the, the actually definitely was. I'll say that confidently because he was a constant, yeah, throughout the whole year. I mean, he was working on your uh, your student showcases as well. I mean, he was like he, he was, was there. He was everywhere. there, man, and working every again. single thing that we did. Yeah, he uh, he really had a great 2021. I don't think he's any any differently than that. He, yeah, I, I couldn't put it any better. Al Price is your 2021 wrestler of the year, and I'd be interested, you know, a year from now, who the who the names on this list are because as you know. The the indie scene is unpredictable. I think you know that better than anyone, yeah. especially with your top guys and and girls. And it's uh yeah, it, th- who this list is. I expect uh, put it this way, I expect Alec Price to be on this list next year. I expect Rip Bison to be on this list next year. I wouldn't be surprised if Becker or Davian's on this list next year, and uh, a couple other surprises probably as well. That's uh yeah, I, I think there's a a great foundation you have in place and guys around Ace Romero probably on this list next year. He's got some interesting things going on and yeah, it's uh, and see if, if, if AG, if he, you know, he said after losing a title that, you know, uh, don't mess with a dangerous AG. Like now he's, he's driven again, kind of as that fire back. We'll talk about more about his uh, start to 2022 in a minute, but yeah, they have a lot of, a lot of potential for uh, another great year. I think it's what we all expect. Yeah, and it's cool to see that the names in this category seemingly change every single year in some way, shape, or form. So uh, new people making their way to the top, and we saw that in Alec Price this year. So congrats to Alec. Uh, congrats to all the winners. And we've actually got one more to talk about, Josh. We do. We do. And this is – and now I'm going to mispronounce his name again, but you said it was fine last time. Joey Gleitz. Not Gleitz. It's – how do you pronounce his last name again? Just remember that show, Glee. It's Gleitz. Gleets, that's right. Joey Gleets, the Joey Gleets Workhouse Workhorse Award. And uh, for those for some reason that didn't listen to episode 99, may not be familiar with him. Do you want to go into who it is and and, and how this uh, winner was uh, chosen? Yeah, I would love to break it down. Um, Joey Gleets was a referee for Limitless Wrestling uh, dating back to the very first Limitless show. Uh, you'd see him periodically numerous times throughout the years. Uh, I think one of the last shows he did for, he did the expo run. So he was around uh summer of 2019 into the fall and i'm not sure if he did anything with us in 2020 but uh unfortunately passing away in 2020 and we all i mean well regarded as one of the hardest workers in the locker room from going back to my days at iwe but really any main wrestling that he was associated with which was pretty much all the main wrestling going on um he was he was such a good referee like he gets ace romero put him over all the time as the guy that he wanted to be in the ring with if he could help it and joey was just uh he's a maniac he could do anything you needed at a wrestling show he could fix anything uh you know he, he might be bitching along the way but uh joey was awesome and uh, we miss him in the locker room all the time and i think that more people who behind the scenes who don't necessarily get the credit that they they deserve because that's unfortunately how it goes in wrestling sometimes I think we need to give them their flowers a little more often. And that's kind of what this award was all about. So this wasn't open to fan voting. This was not open to uh, a lot of the members of the immediate crew. This was more geared towards the wrestlers on the roster. So uh, I spoke with about 20 different wrestlers or uh, people close to the team of Limitless Wrestling on who they would nominate or to get a couple nominees from them uh, for the Joey Gleets Workhorse Award with that explanation and that criteria and we had a lot of people nominated for this category, a lot of different names thrown out there uh, from the likes of Harry Aaron, John Roy, Paul Glanz, really the entire camera crew, uh, Tony D, Rich Palladino, um, some members of our ring crew staff as well. 
But I'm happy to say that uh, this award, probably a long time coming to someone who's been with Limitless Wrestling from the very start, from day one of Limitless Wrestling, has been a crucial part of the operation behind the scenes. That's Ethan Scott. I know. Awesome. Um, Stoked about this. Uh, Ethan really stepped up in the closed taping era, um, attempting to fill the shoes of the voice of New England, Rich Palladino, which is no easy feat. But Ethan did an awesome job uh, ring announcing the road, conducting interviews on the road, which is something new to him. He hasn't really done a lot of that and did it very well Uh, to then our closed taping full events that we broadcast on IWTV. There was Ethan Scott once again. And uh, on even on a few shows this year, our Herman Maine debut, Leave No Doubt, the Vacation Land Cup this year. Um, so you've seen Ethan Scott in the mix quite a bit. And if you don't see him in the ring, ring announcing, you see him behind the laptop. Uh, he, he's the DJ for the night. So Ethan does so much. And uh, I'm happy to see him get some recognition here with the Joey Gleets Workhorse Award for 2021. Yeah, I don't know uh, Ethan personally, but he was my nominee for this award just because he you can just tell that he is the have a guy who just does a lot of stuff behind the scenes. He did, did a great job uh, ring announcing and uh, again, taking bumps on the road and getting shoved down by Tyree Taylor. I mean, he should have won the award. Did you see his match with Eric Johnson? Of, of course. We've talked about it on this show. That was oh, one of yeah. my favorite moments. of That was in uh, 2020, if I remember yes, right. Yes, it was. It was two weeks shy of this year. Yeah, that would have been one of the uh, the moment of the year uh, for sure. <laughs> that was in 2021. That was a, a great build to that. But yeah, he's uh yeah, he's, he's he, I think he's 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 a perfect award winner for this. I've never met him, but you you can just tell. And uh, yeah, congratulations to him, Ethan Scott. Wow, Ethan Scott, the winner of the Workhouse Horse Award. Is he a, a Bangor Brewer guy, or where, where's he out of? He is out of the uh, Orono area now, actually pretty close to where we used to run events for Let's Wrestle in Orono. But oh, no kidding. Uh, he's out of the like Hamden Herman area. I see. Nice. Nice. Well, congratulations to Ethan Scott. Does he does he know he won the award here? Is this first he's hearing about it? This is the first he's going to hear about it, brother. Oh, he's in tears right now, I bet. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. And, dude, that, speaking of moment of the year, just another low-key moment that was awesome was when he found out that he was ring announcing the Vacation Land Cup at Undeniable because we, and this was Rich Palladino's idea, we didn't tell him that that was going to happen. We didn't even tell him that he was ring announcing it. Uh, Rich just did that in the ring. Oh, and awesome. Like he kind of, he, he figured out just a couple seconds before what was happening because then a camera gets into position. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? And uh, Rich, you know, laid it out there and it was a really cool moment. He got a nice chance. So that's something that's just kind of, it's a heartwarming moment that, you know, sticks with yep. you. Yeah, I remember that too. Awesome. Uh, well, boy, that wraps up the 2021 Limitless Awards. Uh, great, great year overall, I would say. Uh, obviously getting through the pandemic. I did want to shout out one other person. And we mentioned um, we mentioned MSP earlier. But I, I think about this a lot when I was thinking about the awards and, and all this stuff. But uh, I want to give a shout out to Danger Kid. Because in June, he took to social media. And you can see it. It's twin is piece, uh, twin, his twin is piece. Jesus, I can't even talk. His tweet is pinned uh, on his Twitter account. Uh, I am the danger kid. If you don't follow him or uh, or what have you, but he uh, he basically just just honest about who he was, who his life was, um, what he wanted to be. And we talked about kind of the the risks of changing your character. Uh, MSP did, and so on, and being more who you are and everything. And came out as pansexual, non-binary, gender fluid and everything. And 
you know, I, I'm from Maine originally, and I, the state kind of gets uh, shit a lot for, uh, you know, uh, not being progressive or whatever. But he just said, fuck it. And he's like, this is who I am, and I'm going to be competent doing it. And it couldn't have been easy. It's something he had talked about. Um, I'm sure somebody he's, he still kind of deals with it in terms of, you know, telling friends or family, you never know with these decisions and, um, but you don't need negative influences in your life. But I think about that decision a lot and, uh, how brave it was. And, and, um, I'm just, I'm glad that he was able to do that. He felt, uh, embraced by the community enough to do that. And I'm sure he talked to you about it and other people are close to him, but that was, a. That was a very impressive moment from from this past year. I'm glad he did it, and that's just something I thought about. Not really like an award winning moment, you know what I mean, but just something I thought about when it comes to like the how this promotion is and the kind of the family around it and the people that are in it. And I just want to acknowledge that during this show. Yeah, I don't I don't want to speak for him, but I mean, first of all, brave is the the correct term to use there because. I think there's got to be a lot of uncertainty about putting something like that out there that's so personal and uh, a business that unfortunately, you know, everyone can see every personal move that you make pretty much with social media now. So uh, I think it was an insanely brave move for him, but something that I feel like lifted a lot of weight off his shoulders. And that's where I don't want to speak for him. But I think that uh, he's got to feel more comfortable now than ever, especially with how welcoming and how uh, warm the Limitless Wrestling faithful have been. Uh, with any kind of announcement like that for anybody. So it's it's really an awesome community that's so supportive to the people that we have involved. And Danger Kid is a crucial part of the operation. So that was so awesome to see this year. Yep. And uh, a couple other things real quick. Uh, the Limitless Wrestling book came out. I mean, the, you have a book about your promotion, Randy. That was pretty crazy by Mike Labby. So shout out to him. And, and it's that so book. well done, too. If, if you want to pick one up. They're available on Amazon, and they're pretty much available at every Limitless Wrestling show. So if yep. you're there in person, Michael Labby's probably got some copies for you that are available for purchase. Yep, and uh, I talked to Mike at the last show we reconnected because he and I used to do uh, do some stuff for the EWA back in the day and may have him on the podcast hopefully at some point too. Love to learn about the process of the book, why he wanted to do it, and, uh, and all that stuff as well. So shout out to Mike Labby in that book. This year, Randy, 14 events total. Uh, when it comes to like kind of named events, so to speak, 23 episodes of the road and four student showcases. And Randy, I'm going to give a shout out to you. I don't have to do this. You didn't ask for it, but I think about this a lot is that, you know, with small businesses all over the place, like having so many issues with uh, recovering, not just, not just wrestling, but just every business. It, it was hard and wrestling was hit hard. Your livelihood was, was put on pause. There was a lot of uncertainty. You've talked about that in shows before. And uh, you were able to come back. You said, F it, we're going to do these close set tapings starting in 2020 with the road. And you continued with the road and also decided to say, okay, we're going to do some closed taping events in 2021. And we're able to pull them off and able to get to a point in June where we had fans back and fans were happy and they came in droves. It wasn't a case of like all of a sudden, you know, 25 people in the AMVETS. The place was packed and it's continued to be packed. Every event since then, you went to Herman, you took risks and the fans are back, you know, and, and uh, a shout out to you for persevering to getting through it and just saying, fuck it, <laughs> let's go and getting back at it. And we're here talking about all these great matches and awards and all this stuff. Good job, man. Good job to you and the whole staff. I appreciate that. I mean, it's, it's a credit to the team that we've got pushing this thing forward and uh, really the beginning of the year, how, how diligent everyone was. Uh, we had a lot of precautions that we took when, you know, diving into the 
full show tapings and we we made a few weekends out of that to uh you know minimize the gatherings that we were having and then of course bringing back live events and having the support of the people which has been amazing because uh you know so long being gone you kind of kind of forget how to ride the bicycle a little bit it almost felt like so i was i was kind of curious how everything was going to go for us and uh i still i, I remain curious because uh, I don't think that we're out of the woods by any means. And I think things are, we're going to have to keep being flexible to make this thing work. But that's, that's how we've got to this point so far is being flexible and uh, a little working on the fly to make things work and be safe for everybody. So yep. uh, I really appreciate the support this year because without it, uh, I don't know where we'd be. Yep. Yep. And that support's going to continue this weekend and in 2022 ahead, the calendar flipping, no rest for the wicked, Randy. January 1st, Worcester, Massachusetts, Limitless Wrestling. For the very first time in Massachusetts, the White Eagle Hall is part of Restival, put on by uh, Beyond Wrestling. And this is an interesting, interesting, great, fun card, as always. Uh, you can see it on IWTV if you don't happen to be local to the area. Limitless Wrestling World Championship, Alec Price defending against J.D. Drake. Anthony Henry versus Ace Romero, that should be a banger. MSP versus Prestigious. Masha Slamovich making her return, taking on Rip Bison. That's going to be hard hitting. Art taking on Waves and Curls and Love Doug in trios action. Ashley Vox versus Jody Threat making her return. And Anthony Green versus Becca, which we just talked about earlier. Randy, this is a this is a good card. It's a lot of fun, and it's uh, it's a lot of matches that uh, some we haven't had the chance to run at like a Yarmouth or a Herman just yet, and. Some of them are rematches that have been a long time coming. In the case of Alec and JD, uh, that was really Alec's breakout match in 2019 and Limitless Wrestling was against JD Drake. And that really kind of solidified him to the fan base. It kept him coming back in Limitless Wrestling, but he hasn't been able to get over that hump yet of JD Drake in a one-on-one -on -one encounter. Of course, he did eliminate him from the 2020 Vacation Land Cup, but I don't know if that's enough for Alec Price. Of course, championship on the line here. A big fight feel for Alec this weekend, and uh, as well as AG and Becca, which we talked about a little bit earlier. I'm not going to dive too deep into it, but it's going to be a real test for Becca and a real test for a lot of the up, like up and coming wrestlers of 2021 in Limitless Wrestling, where we see Rip challenging who I think is one of the top female athletes in the game right now, and Masha Slamovich, a new signee to Impact Wrestling. Just a really fun card, and I think this really gives the fans of Worcester and of course, some of our main fans who are traveling down for it, but it gives a real feel of what Limitless Wrestling is all about and the components of it within. So uh, I'm super excited for people at Restival to take in this card. And uh, of course, if you don't want to make the drive, if you can't make it, uh, you're going to be able to stream this live 9 p.m. this Saturday, January 1st on IWTV. And you can sign up with the promo code Limitless to support if you don't have an account and stick around. I mean, we've got 90 plus events all events from this year from uh limitless wrestling are available on iwtv so you can dive in and watch limitless for days yeah and all the the matches and stuff we talked about on this award show for some reason you haven't seen them want to relive them again yeah iwtv and uh is, is the place to be and yeah use that promo code limitless helps out the promotion and yeah for tickets for saturday you can get them at the door uh as well as shop w shot iwtv.com and yeah, January 1st, 9 p.m. in Worcester. And let's see, Randy, we had all these awards. We have any, anything people should know ahead for uh, for the uh, Cut Loose in Yarmouth for Saturday, January 22nd. We really haven't talked about that much yet, but you know, looking ahead to uh, this weekend first. But what should fans know about uh, Cut Loose? 
Yeah, there's been a few announcements that have come out over the past few days. We've added J.D. Drake. We've added Kevin Blackwood to the card, making his limitless return. Of course, Bear Country, Dirty Dango is back. Uh, We're going to talk a lot about that next week, I think, Josh, when we do the Limitless Worcester recap. And uh, at that time, I think we're going to have a few more matches to confirm for Cutloose as well. But, of course, uh, Alec Price teaming with Anthony Green. This is confirmed against the unit of Ace Romero and JT Dunn. We've got Big Beef colliding with Charles Mason, and there's no way to run this time because they're going to be connected by a chain and a dog collar match. So much more coming on that card. So uh, stay tuned for some announcements coming this week, and we're going to dive into that big time next week. Mm, Good stuff there. And for some reason, if you don't follow Limitless Wrestling on social, LW Main on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, where you can get, they have over 925,000 subscribers, millions and millions, hundreds of millions of views, over 350 million views. I believe at this point, you can get Randy underscore Carver LW on Twitter, myself, Josh Nason, J-O-S-H-N-A-S-O-N, LimitlessWrestling.com for all your ticket and merchandise needs. And yeah, this is it. A wrap on 2021. Have a great New Year's Eve, Randy, to you, the crew, the staff, fans, everyone. Be safe. Don't drink a drive. All that good stuff. Yeah, Randy, we're on to 2022, just like Bill Belichick would say. And until next time, support your local indie, including Limitless.